This month, San Francisco tops the U.S. for the 10th month in a row for the highest median rent. And the average one bedroom now rents at $3,400. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Anthemos Georgiardis. Hi, Anthemos. Hey, Joe. What's going on? Great to have you on the show, and I'm excited to have you share your best advice ever. Anthemos is joining us from San Francisco, California, where he is the co-founder and CEO of Zumper, which is an apartment search website for both landlords and renters, and he'll get into that in a little bit. Zumper has raised $8.2 million in venture capital and has about a million people a month actively on the site. Previous before founding Zumper, he worked at Boston Consulting Group. And before that, he was a speechwriter in British politics. So that's that's a little interesting nugget for everybody. And he founded Zumper in 2012 when he was getting his MBA at Harvard. And he's also an investor where he owns property in both the UK and in California. So with that being said, Anthemos, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Of course. Uh, yeah, that's true. And so for the best ever listeners, um, so I kind of have a fascination with real estate in two capacities. So the first is uh, I grew up in a real estate family in London. Um, my kind of parents were residential and commercial landlords. So I kind of grew up in this world and uh, through my personal kind of investments, both in the UK and then buying a, a house in California in the first uh, for the first time, uh, I, I've kind of seen how markets move and um, tried to wait for the right time and inflection point to actually buy. So I've, I've always had a personal fascination with with rate. Um, I guess that's been amplified in the last two and a half years where um, we found a Zumper that two and a half years ago was two people sitting in a room and now um, is, is a pretty well used uh, rental search and application platform. Um, as you said, there's about a million people who use us a month and we have about over 10,000 uh, rental professionals through our platform every month through Zumper Pro. And so through my capacity of being the CEO of a a rapidly growing real estate brand, um, I get to meet a lot of uh, leading investors and real estate minds in the business. 
so we talk a lot about kind of the subjects that you guys discuss on this show, and um, I'm excited to talk to you guys about them today. I recently saw an article that was published by Zumper that mentioned, you know, Chicago. I just did a quick Google News search and saw that you all put together a report of the highest rent markets in the U.S. Is that something that you do as well, thought leadership, and try and get data out there in the marketplace and expand your reach that way? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it, even though we're just focused on rentals, we're still going up against like the Zillows of the world. You might spend hundreds of millions of dollars on uh, kind of marketing and TV ads a year. And I think the brand we're building is one of trust and having the best possible rental data in the US. We see a million listings a month go through our platform. And yeah, the report um, you just referenced, the, the Zumper Rent Report, we publish once a month. Um, this month, uh, we just published it yesterday. San Francisco tops the US uh, for the 10th month in a row for the highest median rent. Um, San Francisco, uh, the average one bedroom uh, now rents uh, at $3,400 when it comes to market. That's that's more than New York. In fact, it's significantly more than uh, New York is, which for the for the last year has just been an amazing story to tell. If if a slightly depressing one, if you live in the Bay Area, uh, Chicago that you just mentioned, yeah, that ranks seventh in our in our kind of top ten. Um, but actually, California with San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose, uh, Northern California is uh, is basically the dominant rent story of of the year because of uh, all the various trends we see here in the Bay Area. Let's switch gears to Zumper and getting venture capitalists to see the vision behind the company because you know, I'm sure some of the best ever listeners might be curious about how to create a company and have people invest in it, whether it's a technological startup like yours or whether it's even an isolated one-off deal, whether, you know, apartment, apartment community, or even a single family home flip or storage unit, whatever. And I think whatever you, you talk about in this response, I think we can apply to whatever type of business we're doing. So how did you get $8.2 million worth of venture capital to invest in your company? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, when you say that, I kind of ask myself the same question sometimes, but, uh, for the best ever listeners out there who are thinking about doing this in whatever capacity, I would say that um, if they have a vision for where they can take whatever they're building in five years' time, that has to be clear. You have to be able to summarize that in a sentence. They have to have resilience and hustle. Uh, there are lots of smart people out there today. I think that the, 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 the luckiest are definitely the ones who work the hardest as well. But I think the most, um, the most specific advice I'd give is that in today's market, whether you're building a software business or you're building a portfolio of single family or multifamily homes, is there is enough liquidity in today's market to go off and test the idea and come back with data. So in our world, it was building a really poor version of the site in 2012 where we outsourced the software to Eastern Europe. We spent $10,000 building a minimal viable product of what our our kind of B2B product that focuses on landlords and property managers called Zumper Pro, what it could be in the future. And we took the three months of data we generated, which cost us under 10 grand, and took that to investors and said, hey, look, look how far we got with $10,000 and two people. Give us, give us our first million dollars and like, we'll come back to you in a year and show you how far we can take that. And that's pretty much exactly what happens. We raised 1.7 million as a seed stage company. And then we went back to the investors a year and a half in 
and took the data that we generated um, and raised the next six and a half million on the back of that, where we're now in the same game where we, they gave us a large chunk of money, but we're going to go back to them at some point in the next few months and say, hey, it worked again. And sure, it took 14 hour days to get there, but we, we can keep doing this. And I think that model is applicable in and in, in also say you were trying to build a real estate portfolio that you obviously start small, you invest a whole amount of effort, blood, sweat and tears into it. And if you can take a six months with data to show that you've actually managed to build a scalable business, people invest in ideas like that. You, you don't need to go out and spend five years doing this anymore. I think today's market values, short, sharp bursts of effort with very, very clearly defined ROIs. That's what people invest in these days. People don't have the patience to wait five, 10 years for a portfolio result. And so I would encourage the best ever listeners that the entrepreneurial among you, like, oh my, this is absolutely doable in today's market, whether you're doing software or whether you're doing bricks and mortar, um, go start small, but start aggressive and uh, get people to buy your vision and to buy into you and you can scale it pretty quickly. Anthemos, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best investing advice ever is to understand the macro trends that affect the region you're investing in. So um, I, I really believe this, that I think there's obviously uh, a lot of people who will come on the show and talk about um, getting the best mortgage, getting the best financing, m mitigating vacancy rates. But actually, like understanding before you go in and, and kind of have huge capital investment, Understanding the macroeconomic climate of the market you're investing in is, for me, the biggest delta um, and the biggest kind of success rate on anyone's portfolio if you get it right. So um, to be specific, and I'll, I'll use one example uh, as uh, my home market as an example in San Francisco. If you were buying, whether it's a single family home or a multifamily building in San Francisco right now, just reading, reading kind of what drives the, the dynamics of supply and demand in our market? So uh, not just on the for sale world, but also in the for rent world, say this was an income property that you wanted to lease um, after buying it. So you can look at the data that you can find on like a Zumper or a Zillow, but what, what is actually driving those numbers and how sustainable are they? So I think if you did this exercise, and it's probably the most interesting one right now to do because San Francisco is experiencing a bizarre um, and probably unsustainable real estate market at the moment. There are three core trends that I would pick out. And these are things you get from speaking to uh, your peers in the industry, from agents, from reading the Wall Street Journal's analysis. That There are probably three trends that are driving the San Francisco for sale market up. The first one is the tech trend. Um, as many of your listeners will know, and there's been a huge IPO market um, for tech companies built out of Silicon Valley with a lot of early employees enjoying huge liquidity. So um, at the kind of one to five million range of house and apartment buyers in the Bay Area right now, there is an overwhelming demand um, and overwhelming liquidity. So that's the first trend to understand. And I think you, to really deeply understand it, you'd want to research the next 18 months, do we think this is sustainable? How many IPOs are slanted to come out in the next 18 months? Actually, the answer is quite few. There are a lot of huge name brands like the Airbnbs or the Eventbrite that haven't gone public yet that probably will. So um, that, that would be one trend um, that you'd want to look at and to uh, research whether it has uh, sustainability. The second trend in the Bay Area you'd want to understand is East Asian investment. 
in the condo market in the Bay Area, there are East Asian investors who are buying uh, up condos and building like buildings like the Lumina unseen in cash um, pre floor plan. I mean, it is uh, there is a huge market for this. So likewise, for your for the best ever listeners, if they are investing in the Bay Area going forward, what is the Chinese economy doing? Are there going to be capital constraints on Chinese money coming over to California? Uh, do we think this is sustainable? Is there enough supply coming to market? So again, the trends are there. Everyone knows San Francisco real estate is on the rise, but is it sustainable? And whereas the tech trend is sustainable, and I think that there continued uh, liquidity and people buying homes based on their IPOs, the East Asian thing is, is, is a harder one to bet on because if you look at the Chinese growth trends, it's slowing. And I, I wonder if that can continue. And then finally, the, the third trend, which I'm sure you talk about a lot, which is much more of a macroeconomic trend, is, is rates. What is the Fed going to do in 2015? It's a very split uh, country where some markets need calming down, whereas some other markets need, uh, need low rates to sustain the real estate market. So this is, a, uh, this is something I'm sure you've discussed on the show, and, and you basically, as a real estate investor, need to have an opinion. And then you have to qualify that opinion. Even if rates rise, I think in a market that's as hot um, New York or San Francisco right now, the question is, does that matter? Does, does interest rates, um, if, they, if, they, if they rise, if interest rates go up even a point, does that affect stuff if people are buying uh, in cash sight unseen? And so this is just an example of the fact that there is a lot of data out there, but as, as I hope to have expressed, data on its own will tell you today's picture, but obviously that's not going to talk to you about capital appreciation or about the rental yield you can achieve. You basically have to get out there and go talk to people and try and put together the top three or four trends in the market you are thinking of investing in. And in every real estate model I've seen, getting the, the strike price right for when you buy is pretty much the dominant uh, return uh, factor even more consistency when you're as you hold. So the first strike price and understanding what drives that for me is is absolutely critical to any investor. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. All right, Anthemos, best ever book you've read? The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell because it made me think completely differently about how to build a business. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Building Zumper, my current company, from a seed stage company into a Series A company, incredibly painful, tiny resources, uh, changed my life and the way I think about uh, growing as an entrepreneur. What's one specific lesson? Resilience. Uh, you've got to be able to come in on a Monday after having had the worst week of all time with a smile and ready to figure out what went wrong. Best ever success habit you practice? lists writing a list on a monday morning of what you'll achieve by friday night best ever deal you've done my house in coal valley in san francisco that my wife and i bought in november um we beat nine other offers with a creative offer to the sellers 
What was the creative offer? Um, it was a very bizarre and interesting mix of contingencies and upfront capital uh, that closed down every other offer, despite some being 30% over ours. Can you give a little bit more detail? I'm curious about that. Yeah, we uh, we went in and did extra diligence on the house uh, early that allowed us to add basically no contingencies to the deal because we'd already done our work and the sellers were very motivated to close within seven days and we were the only party able to do that and they took a 30% lower price to get that done. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? The Apple Watch. Best ever way you like to give back? Charitable donations to educational uh, establishments, especially for those who can't afford to attend them otherwise. Best ever quote? Uh, so super corny, I think, but uh, I think it applies to entrepreneurs. Um, Michael Jordan's, um, I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I lived in London in the post-08 world where the market was incredibly depressed and uh, I didn't invest in the single family market at the time. Uh, in retrospect, that was a gigantic mistake. Anthemos, what's the best ever place to reach you? Most likely on Twitter, at Anthemos, A-N-T-H-E-M-O-S. Anthemos, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking about how to evaluate markets and what to look for, and I love your, your insight into how to build a business too. I mean, you went from how to build a successful company, whether it's real estate related or even if it's not real estate related, if it's, if it's just any type of company where you mentioned, first you have to have a vision and you have to be able to summarize it in a sentence for where you'll take it in five years because that needs to succinctly come across to whomever you're speaking to. And uh, you, you, you mentioned in today's market to go off and test idea and come back with data. And that's exactly what you did with, with Zumper, where you said, you know, initially it was 10K for three months. You generated some data. You came to, to investors, got 1.7 to seed stage and then 6.5. And then, you know, you're, you're continuing to test, prove, disprove certain assumptions and then continuing to grow the company and starting small. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, starting with, with how you start with Zumper with two people in 10K, you know, starting small, invest the blood, sweat, and tears, and build a scalable business that is right out of the gate. You're sprinting and you're short, as you mentioned, short, sharp bursts of effort with very clear ROI is what people are looking for. And I think um, that's, that's certainly the case with venture capitalists and then even investors who are investing in real estate deals, one-off deals. And then understanding the macro level trends that affect the regions you're investing in, where you talked about, okay, this is the market, but what's driving the economy? Let's get all the data. Data's great, but let's interpret it and let's have some very succinct, distilled things that we can take away from this. And I love that. And I, I think that it because it's so easy to kind of get you know taken with all the data and and not be able to really extract the insights from it. But really, at the end of the day, it's all about how you present and how you communicate the information that you have. So that's why those insights are so darn important. So thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice. And we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Jay. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. 
And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.